Welcome to Public Domain Video Theater presented by the great detectives of old time radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, today we're going to bring you an episode of I'm the Law, starring George Raft. Uh, and the this is episode two of that series, original air date, February 20th, 1953. And it was based on an episode of the radio series Let George Do It, starring Bob Bailey, uh, original air date, October 31st, 1949. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Sure glad to see you, Lieutenant. Sure glad. Hope I didn't keep you waiting too long. Oh, you didn't keep me waiting. I'm glad you took the time. Mike, uh, the stage manager over at your theater is an old pal of mine. Glad to do him a favor. Oh, that's what he says. Used to be a hoofer before you joined up with the law, huh? <laughs> Sit down. Please. Gee, thanks. I'm afraid I haven't had time to catch that act of yours yet. Oh, well, I don't do anything. Just make a personal appearance. But you might enjoy my horse. He's real talented. Mr. McNeil, Mike said you might need help. Oh, well, not exactly. Uh, nothing official, that is. You know, I gotta be careful about my publicity. You know what I mean? Yes, uh, what's her name? Huh? Oh, Cynthia. Ain't that a pretty name? Cynthia Chase. She's got big, blue, bashful eyes. Hair just as black as coal. And you know something, Lieutenant? Her heart's just as big as the whole outdoors. I see. She's got a shooting act at the Club Diamond down in the village. She's only been there a couple of months. She comes from St. Louis. And she's in trouble, Lieutenant. She needs help. She's scared. And she's being followed. And it's not just by me, neither. A big, curly-headed guy. I thought you usually take care of the rustlers yourself. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> me, a big hero. But shucks, he totes a gun. And it ain't just for an act, either. All right, I'll check his permit. Where's the girl now? What? Oh, here. Come in, come in. The neighbors ever complain? The only one near enough is a song plugger. He makes more noise than I do. Don't worry, I have the license and things. I guess you're Cynthia Chase, all right. Mm-hmm. 
I have to do this before I go downtown for my act. It's a warm-up. Like a sword swallower has to practice finding his mouth. I'm Lieutenant Kirby. I know, I know. And I'm awfully sorry you wasted your time. What do you mean? Sandy McNeil's such a sweet person, isn't he? But he worries too much, don't you think? What about this fellow that's been following you? The guy with the curly hair? Lots of guys follow me. Even ones without hair. Take a look. Do you seriously think I need somebody to protect me or something? Took a look at you. Doctor? There was a tall guy here. This is the one. Curly hair, too. Small world. One bullet right through the heart. Slicker than the whistle. Well, what's it all about? I started out doing a guy a favor. A lady in distress. What? Kirby and neighbor noticed the door open and found the two of you. Now, what happened? And what's out that window? This guy slugged me nearly an hour ago. I guess I slept through the second feature. 
Well, his name's Regan, St. Louis. Just turned out of the pen a few months ago. St. Louis? Don't look at me like that. I know. You don't carry a gun. This place belongs to somebody by the name of Dick Murphy. Neighbor said that Regan's been staying here with him for a few weeks. Well, you're supposed to know everybody around Broadway. I know Dick Murphy, but I never heard of the rest of them. Who, who, the rest of who? Here's the boys from Homicide, I guess. What kind of a place is this anyway? Kirby, how did you get yourself mixed up in it? My part's easy to explain. Huh? A guy coming up. Looks happy, doesn't he? Slap happy. That's Murphy, the song plugger. He's got a record, but not the kind you play. He does, huh? Well, for a guy who might have committed murder. Regan was killed by a sharpshooter. Well? Well, what's all this? We got company? Who is it? Sound off. All right, Murphy. It's the law. Oh, don't tell me. Let me guess. Kirby. Hi, Lieutenant. Well, shake hands, somebody. Shake hands. Murphy's the name, Dick Murphy. Hi, Law. What's the matter? What happened? You looking for a blind man to lead the blind? All right, Murphy. Come on. We want to ask you a few questions. Uh, one at a time. Get back to the money. What money? He just told you. I don't know anything about any money. Regan was broke. He just got out of jail. That's why I let him live here. He's an old friend of yours. No. Well, sure. I met him once. What difference does it make? I don't know what he was doing in town. What if he did get killed in my place? Would I know if he had a lot of money or, or where he got it? Would I? I'm asking you, would I? Something's burning. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's really blind. But don't waste any sympathy on him. Kirby, we've always been friends, ain't we? Ain't we? His eyes would have been fine if he hadn't delivered one too many hot cars to Jersey. Oh, you, you know I'm out of that racket. Ever since my wreck. You don't think the boys want me stumbling about, do you? That's how I got in this song-plugging game. I used to work down at the Diamond Club, playing piano once in a while, and... Where? Down at the Diamond Club. It's a place in the village. The same place you said she works. Regan came from St. Louis. Maybe. I don't know. So did one of your neighbors. I don't get you. There's nothing wrong with your hearing. She's a pretty noisy neighbor. Honest, I'm not mixed up in this. A sharpshooter, and now Regan's dead. Stop it, will you? Stop it. Relax, Murphy. I didn't say anything about you. Honest, I'm out of it. Look, if I tell you, you won't let it out. He wanted to watch her. Go on. That chase dame. She's Regan's wife. Honest, Lieutenant, that's all I know.
this yours? Yes, only... I'm sorry, I believe you've made a mistake. Oh, have I? Well, don't blame the head waiter. It's my fault. Forgive me. Of course. Well, gentlemen? Mind taking over? I'll talk to her. Other things come up that look more important. Go on, go on. Taxi! Cab, sir? No. Got a match? Yes, sir. Nice-looking guy. I've seen him on the society pages. More likely his wife. Fred Bronson comes here quite a bit. Bronson? Sure. You mean he comes here a lot since that new shooting act? Well, live and let live, I guess. Besides, he's quite a big game hunter himself. Long Island stuff. Ah, uh, that's the life. Yeah, I read about him. He'd make quite a pelt himself, wouldn't he? Huh? Thanks for the match. Tough living on Long Island and keeping a house in town. But he came straight home. You know, this guy Bronson's pretty respectable, Lieutenant. Do you really think he's mixed up in this? I don't know. There's one way to find out. Lieutenant Kirby, Mr. Bronson. Mind if I come in? Why, no, of course not. Here, Lieutenant, we can talk in here. I'd just like to ask you a few questions, Mr. Bronson. Well, I'll be glad to help if I can. Sit down, Lieutenant. I'll get something for us to drink. Just take a minute. No, thanks. I really don't care for any. No trouble at all. You can have coffee if you like. I'll go with you. I'm sorry. Hey, Bronson. Take it easy, Mac. Take it easy. Sure, I'll take it easy. What happened, Lieutenant? Bronson's bodyguard. I think I know what this case is all about. Lock him up, Johnny. Yes, sir. Come on, you. Come on, get up. Come on. The house detective let me in. Oh, well, shucks, that's just fine. I'm sure glad to see you. Uh, how about a drink? No, thanks. What did you see, Cynthia? She's sure pretty, ain't she? Yeah. Well, is that all you got to say? No. How much money did she take you for? How what? Or shake you down for. Huh? 
The guy with the curly hair is her husband. What? Well, I didn't know that. I guess you could be blackmailed, all right. Oh, now that's the silliest thing I ever heard. Cynthia's a fine girl. What's gotten into you? How much did you pay? Nothing, I tell you, nothing. Do I have to spend all night here? How much? Don't breathe a word of this to anybody, will you? I wasn't even mixed up with a girl in the first place. I guess you didn't pay at that. I'm no liar. This only asks for money. Not as much as I saw, either. Buck up, cowboy. Well, you don't think that I'd have gotten you in this if I'd paid off already, do you? Wait a minute. I know she didn't write that note. She just wouldn't, that's all. This guy you say is her husband. Maybe if you and I go over together and see him... What's the matter? Can't. He's dead. What? Killed by somebody who shoots pretty well. Well, don't look at me. I'm just a singing cowboy. All right, cowboy. Thanks for the song. Jim's handwriting, sir. The boys in the lab checked it with the stuff in his wallet. Thanks. Captain Symes gone home? Yes, he turned the girl loose, too. Not enough to hold her on. She identified the body for him, and that's all. Talkative type. Anyway, the captain says it's your case, Lieutenant. Yeah. I'm afraid they haven't found Bronson yet, either. Oh, nothing on those, Lieutenant. Wrong caliber. You know that dame, though? She says she hasn't seen her husband for months. And if he wrote the note to McNeil, well, I don't see how she could have been mixed up in any blackmail. Everybody falls for it. Huh? Kirby speaking. Oh, yes, Mr. Jefferson. What did he... Of course I understand what his rights are. I just wanted to know.
gravy, Sergeant. I guess you better get in touch with Captain Simes. The whole thing's happened all over again. That's right, you heard me. One down, one dead. I couldn't even tell you who hit me. I just opened the door and it happened. There I was in the other room. I don't even know whether this guy was dead or not. Sure, sure. We heard you say that the first time. Single shot again. Entered a little higher, the collarbone, but it did the same trick. Doctor say the shot was fired close up? Not particularly. So there you are, your sharpshooter again. Wait a minute. You say your friend Regan might have blackmailed his Fred Bronson? No, I didn't say that exactly. Bronson was a society big shot. He was married, too. I just said Regan mentioned his name a couple of times. That don't make two and two make seven, does it? For you, two or two might make three. Wait a minute, Kirby. Well. Lights are on again. She's back home. Yeah. Don't waste any more time with that song plugger right now. He can't shoot. I didn't turn her loose. All right, all right, I know it. But she's not the only one. Anyway, I'm going over and pick her up right now. It's okay with me. I guess I stuck myself with this case, huh? Come on, Joe, you come along with me. I'll wait for you here, Captain. Takes a few minutes to get over there. You hear everything, don't you? Oh, I wouldn't say that. Oh, sit down. I was right about the blackmail, wasn't I? About Bronson being the one who paid. You might have been. You might not. It's hard to say. Without incriminating yourself. I know it. Regan was your partner. Come again? There were two stacks of money. He'd been cutting it up. Who else for but you? <laughs> That's a laugh. <laughs> Sit down. T take a load off. It's not much of a load. Huh? Only tonight, Bronson figured things out. He came up here to make sure he didn't have to make any more payments. Only instead, he collected a bullet. There she goes again. I guess the big inspector didn't get over there yet. Yeah. Maybe Annie Oakley's a nice girl, like everybody says. Her husband could have been blackmailing her boyfriends without her even knowing it. She sure can shoot good. She goes over big down at the club, too. That's the trouble. Everybody can shoot good. But you. Should I apologize? It'd all be so simple if it were you. Oh, that's right. Johnny, on the spot, that's me. <laughs> Regan's partner. Tonight, you had a perfect chance to get rid of him and take all the money. How's that bump on your head? Uh, oh, it doesn't bother me much. No, I guess I almost caught you when I came in, didn't I? You stole that bump idea from me. Pretty good act, too. What? You're crazy. Look, mister, I'm the one that's blind. 
Remember? Blind. Yeah, how did you do it? Only a blind man would shoot a tall man and a short man with only one shot. At the same distance from the ground. What did you say? Regan in the heart, Bronson higher up. But you were lucky. You got away with it anyway. Who'd ever believe that a blind man could be a sharpshooter? A perfect alibi. You talk too much. You're crazy. How did you do it? Move both bodies, I guess. But you know this place pretty well, don't you? You could tell where a person is by their voice. Sure. What of it? Of course I can tell. So where were they when you killed them? Standing at the door? Sitting in a chair, maybe. Yeah. Chair is nailed down like everything else in this room. Nobody had guessed. You could catch them flat-footed. <laughs> There's a laugh. Flat-footed, he says. Listen, Kirby. It wouldn't work. What if there was a groove or a gun rest somewhere? I can tell where your voice is. You want to know where the chair is? <laughs> Sucker. You think I'm crazy like you are? <laughs> Kirby! Kirby! Where are you, Kirby? Kirby! Kirby! I'm still here. And I got news for you. You plugged your last song. Welcome back. Well, this is interesting to see how a radio episode uh, becomes a TV episode and just the uh, way they need to make it. And they took a lot from the radio program with all of the interesting characters and, and so many suspects and angles on this case. Although you did have some moments in this where you could tell that this was originally written for a private investigator... So it's an odd situation to have it applying to a police lieutenant. The last scene in particular, I think, is uh, played pretty well. With the building of suspense and wondering what's going to happen. Though I do have trouble believing Lieutenant Kirby moved so stealthily that the blind man didn't hear it. One other thing that I think might hurt it a little bit compared to the radio version is that Let George Do It was very nonspecific about its location. While I'm the law, it's pretty clear that it's set in New York City. That becomes a problem because we, uh, at least from my suspension of disbelief, uh, because uh, this is a New York City where you can uh, shoot off uh, weapons uh, in the middle of the city without any problems, just as long as you have a permit. And while I know that this is from 1953, it's kind of hard for me to believe that that was the case even back then. But these are a couple of minor issues in what was a pretty interesting adaptation of a radio play. I hope you enjoyed it. Well, that will do it for now. 
Join us back here next time for another episode of Public Domain Video Theater. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. And if you like these videos, you can become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.